0: happy easter and what a beautiful morning we have to celebrate the joy that is easter i'm sorry we're not outside that it wasn't a little warmer but still what a beautiful morning we have this is the most brilliant time of year to celebrate that which was dead coming to life again trees that were barren are full of buds and our sidewalks will soon be slathered in pollen The surprise of annuals that have been buried since last spring bring forth color that was wholly absent from the depths of winter. The length of the days bids us to linger outside the confines of our home later and later every day. Creation, it seems, echoes the pulse of God's heart in this season of Easter. While glorying in the color, the warmth, the light, It is easy to miss the loss, the letting go, and the release that undergirds all this bounty. In letting go, we make space for new life to take root. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me. These words Jesus speaks to Mary Magdalene outside the tomb are some of the most difficult of their relationship, And I only know that because they are the most difficult of any relationship. Jesus confirms Mary's worst fears. What has happened is final. There is nothing she can do or should do that will change this. Yet, I wonder if these might also be some of the most hopeful words one could ask for. Here's the thing. Mary had traveled to the tomb as a way of dealing with her grief. She was participating in one of the many rituals that accompanied death, but she is met by something altogether different. Jesus calls Mary by name, affirming once and for all that he knows her and will always know her. The ways in which she has been a part of his life can never be taken away. In this moment, Jesus also connects their past with the future. I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and to your God. It's as if Jesus says, though we will never again be together in the same way, we will always be connected. We are inextricably bound together. In releasing Jesus from this life, Mary becomes more deeply connected, catching a glimpse of what eternal life might look like. Mary is given the gift of a connection where she thought there would be only a void. Biblical scholar Esau Macaulay writes, "Hope is much harder to come by than grief." Mary Magdalene did not go to the tomb looking for hope. She was searching for a place to grieve. She wanted to be left alone in despair. The terrifying prospect of Easter is that God called Mary to return to the same world that crucified Jesus with a very dangerous gift. Hope in the power of God, the unending reservoir of forgiveness, and an abundance of love. It would make her seem like a fool. Who could believe such a thing? Christians, at their best, are the fool's. Who dare to believe in God's power to call dead things to life? Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me. On Easter, Jesus asks us to trust him and to let go of those whom we love most. This is a terrifying and confusing prospect. As someone who has been a mother for approximately 264 days, I can attest to the fact that this does not come easily. Everything we are taught about our posture with infants is to draw them closer to our bodies and our hearts. Biologically, the more we can mimic the experience they had in the womb, the more settled these tiny humans become. There is no part of me that will naturally release my baby from my arms. In the grand scheme of things, I've been a mother for a minute, and I know this work of letting go is just beginning. If the posture we are invited to take is one of release, palms open, prepared to receive, this this seems anything but natural. And this is what Jesus is asking of us. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me. So how could this possibly be a hopeful message? What about this interaction between Mary Magdalene and Jesus bears worth repeating? Kate Bastrop, the writer, points out that generally the Christian take on this passage is that Mary should be happy. Jesus is back. But when Mary moves towards Jesus, he tells her, do not hold on to me. Bastrop continues that what is true for you and for me was true for Mary Magdalene, We cannot have our dear dead ones back, not as they were, not as we loved them. It isn't the beloved that resurrects. It is love itself. Love itself is resurrected when Jesus meets Mary Magdalene in the shadow of the tomb on that first morning. So I want to wonder with you this morning what it looks like for love itself to be resurrected, not just for Mary Magdalene but for each of us. So perhaps it looks something like this. Ruby was the only hearing member of her family. Her mother, father, and older brother were all deaf. For as long as she could remember, Ruby acted as a translator between her family and the hearing world. When she was younger, she enjoyed having a special role in the family. The older she became, the more she grew to resent the ways in which her family depended on her. It all came to a head as Ruby grappled with her identity in high school. In the midst of her wrestling, Ruby discovered a passion for singing. She literally found her voice. Meanwhile, her parents wrestled with the difficulty of letting go of who their child used to be and allowing her to become her own person. This is not a story of my own imagining, but the plot of the Academy Award-winning film, CODA, The movie does a beautiful job of shining a spotlight on the universal experience of navigating life transitions between parents and children. The story is powerfully told because of the acute differences in the deaf and hearing world, making clear why releasing Ruby from her role in the family had not just emotional, but practical consequences. When her parents do release their grip, Ruby makes all kinds of discoveries about the person she will become, which is beautiful precisely because she is firmly rooted in her family of origin. There are countless coming of age epics that give insight into this tremendously holy work because it is a universal human experience. We are hardwired to hold and to protect and at the root of our faith, is an example as to why letting go is the better path. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me. Horace had always struggled with addiction, but the trauma of his military service amplified this struggle. His brother, his only sibling and living family member, wrestled with both a deep connection and a crushing sense of obligation to care for him. The severity of his disease could no longer be confined to the occasional panicked phone call but started causing health problems for his brother finally his brother reached the limits of the possible and told him not to call anymore with this decision came the burden of knowing that this boundary may bring with it the final words from horace Boundaries in the face of addiction require an eventual admission that we didn't have control of the situation in the first place. It is a painful way to end a story that began with love and immeasurable care. But the possibility still exists that love and immeasurable care look like something altogether different than that which family members of those who suffer from addiction experience. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me. No matter the season of life we were in, this unnatural posture continues to do its work on us. Whether it's a new mother, a teen trying to find her way, an estranged sibling, someone in the process of ending an intimate relationship, or one who is enjoying creation. Every time we let go, we open ourselves to the possibility that we might experience resurrection. As Mary Magdalene learned, in releasing her grip on the temporal, she was connected to the eternal. Or as Kate Bastrup said, it is not the beloved that resurrects, it is love itself. The only difference in this love story and every other love story we've encountered is that this story with Jesus never ends. And this moment contains not just contains everything not just about the past for Jesus and Mary Magdalene, but about the future. And it wasn't just about them. This story says everything about our past and our future as well. This is the moment that contains all other moments. This is the moment that contains every other moment forever. It is our source of hope. And hope is what this morning is all about. The mystery of resurrection is exactly that, a mystery. In emptying, we are filled. In releasing, we are freed. In death, we make room for new life. In letting go, we find new depths to the most profound love we have ever known. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen.